So we can see where this individual gets shaped, really. So the, he then goes to stalk school in Streatham at one point. He has a series of, govern, uh, of tutors and uh, all the rest of it. Goes to school in Streatham, collects together all the fireworks on November the 6th one year, sets a match to them, blows out all the windows of the school and the surrounding houses, and blinds himself for six weeks. The, the, the um, bandages were taken off his eyes after his six weeks in the wilderness. They were taken off on Christmas Day that year. So then he has sex with a maid in his mother's bed. Um, she then says, you said you would get me a, a, a wage rise. And he said, no, nah, I didn't. And she said, but you did. So she told his mum. And of course, all, all hell broke loose then. And um, he says, hold on, hold on. Basically, he says that people shouldn't have to um, lie about these sorts of things. Uh, yeah, he lied when he was confronted and he claimed that it, a lesser sin. Um, he said that he was actually at school and he was breaking into the tuck shop. Um, and he says, but first we have a charming girl. Um, driven to attempt blackmail, next to boy, forced to the most unmanly duplicity in order to exercise his natural rights with impunity, and incidentally to wrong a woman from whom he had nothing but the friendliest of feelings, as long as sexual relations are complicated by religious, social and financial considerations, so long will they cause all kinds of cowardly, dishonourable and disgusting behaviour. Well, that is the nearest to sorry Crowley ever said in his life, so take note of that. So he then, when he was 15, he caught clap off a Glasgow prostitute. Um, so by the time he went up to Cambridge, as he put it, he was free, white, and 20. Now, with the luck, with luck, I've got. There we are. That was more by accident than design, I tell you. Um, with his sloppy bow tie, all the rest of it, he wanted to be the next Oscar Wilde. He wanted to be the next victim. He wanted to be. The, the next guy who suffered and went to prison for what Wilde believed in. And he, while he was there, he played a lot of uh, chess, and he fell in love with a man called Pollitt, Charles Pollitt, who was a female impersonator. And they lived together as husband and wife for six months. Um, Pollitt was a high-class drag artist, but they were very, very dissimilar sorts of people. And they, you know, he was young and intense and all the rest of it, but they, they, it just fell apart because it was never, ever, ever going to work, basically. But he became Alice at that point, um, and that was his preferred name when he was doing, well, depending on the sort of homosexual stuff he was doing, but Call Me Alice was uh, how he got by. But by this time, because he'd been such an horrible teenager, his family said, send everything to the trust. He'd inherited his third of his father's money, which was a couple of million in, these, in today's terms, and he spent it lavishly. But the family wouldn't let him have actual cash to buy you know, cigarettes or anything at all. So he would buy books, he says, by the tongue, but then he would sell them back immediately at a loss and get the cash. So the trust was happy, and he was happier. So... And that's how he treated people and money 
again for the rest of his life, really. Somebody came along and they could pay the bill. He bloody well let them, even if he had more money. And it was just the, the way he was, really. But he was a loner at Cambridge other than this. He didn't mix. He didn't really get involved. He, um, as I say, I think he was very, very, very shy then. And then he had, a, a, on the, when 1899 turned into 1900, he had a, um, an existential crisis, as he called it, and decided that being a diplomat was the only thing to do. Because then he, he could use his brain, he could live, live very, very, very well, and actually wouldn't be a proper job and he could get to travel, so that, that's what he wanted to do. He had an aunt who gave him letters of introduction uh, to Lord Salisbury, who, if, you want ever, if you're ever stuck for a quiz question on the hop, who was the Prime Minister <coughs> who straddled 1899 and 1900? It was Lord Salisbury. He was Prime Minister three times. Anyway, Crowley's aunt, he knew him, and so he got a letter, and he set, went off to, Paris, uh, off to uh, Russia to be... Um, a diplomat at that stage.